Hi, everyone, and welcome to Every Child Can Learn with our host, Phil Maycomer. Phil, how are you? And, uh, you know, it's great to know how many episodes have we done of Every Child Can Learn. It's fantastic. Uh, the the experience, almost like almost like 20 plus episodes and really just some great conversations. Yeah, Neil, I think this has been a meaningful contribution for a few reasons. One, it's short and sweet. It's under 30 minutes. Secondly, it's addressing some really key critical issues in education that sometimes people struggle with or wonder about. And then three, I think also it offers ideas that you literally could start implementing or act on the next day after you listen to the episode. So I think because of those three things, that's why we've had a very good response to this. Absolutely. And we have a, a great question today regarding uh, children of all ages. And really, that's an interesting thing. And looking at specifically enough, the, the fact that every child can learn, which is based on the show all the time. So our question today is, how do we plant the seeds of leadership in children of all ages, all levels, and all backgrounds? Leadership. You may be wondering, at what age can you begin teaching leadership skills to children? Well, the answer to that is that leadership can be taught at any age starting as early as the preschool years, spanning through adulthood. Now, as you know, I serve as a global education specialist, and I also am an author in the field of education. And I see firsthand how important it is to teach leadership skills early to the youth of our world. Now, studies show that teachers are one of the most powerful influencers for children all the way through their high school years. This is why teaching leadership in K through 12 education as part of the school day or offered in after school programs is so essential and critical. Also, I am a big believer in the fact that leadership starts at home. Our guest in this episode of Every Child Can Learn is Lisa Anna Palmer, and she is an international specialist in this area of leadership, and we'll discuss how we specifically can plant the seeds of leadership in children of all abilities and backgrounds. I am so excited for this conversation in this episode. So let's begin by me telling you about Lisa. Lisa Anna Palmer is the international best-selling author of Light a Fire in Their Hearts, The Truth About Leadership. As founder and CEO of Light Your Leadership Incorporated, Lisa publicly speaks, coaches, mentors, and trains leaders of all ages, all levels, and all backgrounds. Lisa helps individuals to elevate and scale their leadership so that they become the type of leader people love to engage with and to whom they want to give their best. She teaches leaders to light a fire in their hearts by practicing the three C's of connection. These three C's are compassion, courage, and competence. 
Now, Lisa was featured in the top 100 Canadian professionals magazine for 2020 and was recently informed that she was selected as one of the 10 most inspiring women by Industry Era magazine. She has shared the stage with globally renowned speakers and has presented to high-ranking dignitaries. Lisa Anna Palmer is also the creator of LYL Talks podcast, Lil Talks podcast, which shines a light on leaders who put people and planet first. She is currently writing her second book, Leadership in a Post-Pandemic World. So welcome, Lisa Anna Palmer. Thank you so much, Phil. It's such a pleasure and an honor to be here with you today. I am just thrilled about this topic because we have discussed this topic, you and I, in such detail about the importance of teaching leadership to children in education. And I think that maybe a good place to start since you specialize in this area, is if you could discuss, based on the work that you've done, how early should we be teaching leadership to children? That is a great question, Phil. And, you know, when I reflect on it, I say, well, how early do we engage children in reading, writing, and arithmetic, right? Uh, right. <laughs> right. Good question. Yeah. So I'm saying, well, that's how early. Let's add leadership in as early as possible. And in fact, this is backed by research. So believe it or not, back in 1933, there was a researcher called Mildred Parton, and she was already observing nursery school children and how they interacted and found that leadership could be consistently recorded using her methods that young. Can you wow. imagine? Right? Yeah. Yeah. And I love what you said to Phil, you know, the part where you said how important it is for parents and teachers and what important role teachers play, because other research also indicates, for example, that by uh, a researcher called LaPointe. So she did this research back in 2010. And she said that a career identity is not constructed by the individual alone but can only emerge and exist as a result of an interaction with others. Huh. Right. And it's, and it's yeah. co-created. That's, that's what um, the researcher is arguing. And absolutely we see it everywhere. So if we think about leadership and career identity, it starts to take shape really early. So <laughs> go ahead. So throw out an age for me when you say really early, like, well, I think yeah. really early, like three years old. Are you thinking that early? Well, you know, Phil, so <laughs> you, you've heard me talk about this before. Some of the first words out of my mouth were me boss. I was, <laughs> years old. you know, so it, it's kind of funny. And some people challenge me. It's like, Oh, you probably didn't know what that meant. I think I kind of had an inkling what me boss meant, right? right. And uh, and I have a really cute story. Would you like me to share it? Oh, please. Yeah. So so this is so a couple decades later. Well, actually, more than a couple, but anyway. Uh, so my uh, my uh, great niece, 
she's five and she was helping me uh, with our move that, you know, we recently moved to this new house in, um, in May and she was helping me clean up and, you know, I could see her working really hard and all of a sudden she stops and she looks at me and she goes, Zia, that's what she calls me in Italian, auntie, auntie, you know what? I want to be a boss. I said, really? I said, Ava, what do you mean by that? She goes, well, I want to be a boss so I can tell people what to do and they do it. Oh, that's funny. (laughs) Precious. So at five years old, so I could have just let that go and chuckled, right? Yeah. Here's an example how we can engage children early in discussions about leadership. Mm -hmm. So I said, well, Ava, that's really interesting. You know, um, tell me, what do you think a leader does? Because she was talking about boss, right? Right. And she says, well, a leader is nice and kind to people and they help. And I said, oh, well, that's interesting. I said, well, what if instead of being a bossy boss, you could be a leader where people want to help you instead of you telling them what to do? And I could see the little wheels spinning, you know, and yeah. and sure enough, she did a little pirouette and spun away. <laughs> <laughs> So I thought, you know what, I I think this drives home the importance because I'm pretty sure I planted a seed that day uh, with a five-year-old little girl about the difference of being a bossy boss and a leader, right? Yeah. And you know, Lisa, one of the things that I teach teachers Mm -hmm. in education is that teaching in what I refer to as a comparative learning model Like, for example, it's easier to teach the concept of up if you teach it with down. It's easy to teach on if you teach it with off, right? Mm -hmm. So what you were doing was a comparative teaching model with with Ava. You had said, let's compare a bossy boss to what a leader is. And obviously, she was excited to pirouette (laughs) her way, exiting to then create her own little pixie dust, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. You know, Lisa, vocabulary is real important for kids, Mm -hmm. right? And we know that kids at a very early age start acquiring language in volumes and what do you think some key vocabulary related to leadership would uh, would you recommend parents and even early educators focusing on? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that again, really, uh, it's really important to reflect on the power of the words mm-hmm. and how we uh, interact not only with our children, but what they hear because leadership is one of those things that if you don't teach it, they're going to learn it anyway by watching you and observing you and everybody around them. So I think the language we use to describe others in conversations um, and in what we do. So I'll I'll give you uh, another example. So having a can do attitude, for instance, right? So (laughs) helping children to see that they have, an important role to play in their own outcomes mm-hmm. and also of what goes on in their environment that they actually can influence. Mm-hmm. And um story is uh no about Noah. So Noah is, is uh, Ava's seven-year-old 
brother, my my great nephew. So yeah. uh, I get a lot of my stories from them. They're so fun and, and hilarious and brilliant. So uh, so Noah decided at five years old that he was going to save up to buy a bunk bed, but not just any bunk bed, a bunk bed that had like a queen size bunk bed underneath. So that in case he had, you know, his grandma and grandpa sleep over, they had a spot. And so he had all this imagined in his mind. Can you imagine wow. at five years old? And so we were, we, you know, none of us discouraged him. Because some people might say, oh, yes, that great idea and kind of dismiss the child. We're like, that's a great idea. So what are you going to do next? So I think that's an important conversation, right? So if a child says they have, right, if they have an ambition or they create an intention or they share a dream, say, okay, so engage them in asking them, how are they going to do that? And that's self-leadership. So could I insert something? Absolutely. Yes, I want to make sure that our listeners are hearing that key vocabulary, mm-hmm. right? So we have lead, dream, mm-hmm. right? Goal, mm-hmm. and also things that are important to the child, right? Yes. And not dismiss them. And you also use the word ambition. Mm-hmm. And I think that this is very key vocabulary to be teaching kids. Like I've heard you say before in our conversations, sharing is caring, right? right. And, yeah. you know, this is all leadership vocabulary at a very young age, uh, helping that, like you said that to Ava, right? Yeah. Is, well, a leader helps others, is kind. That's all leadership vocabulary, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so and I love it. Oh, go ahead. Yeah, also things like uh, compassion and empathy, and sometimes they'll hear it, but how do you grasp that, right? Right. So it's it's helping children to unpack the language so mm-hmm. that they can understand what that translates to into a behavior. You know, so right. just like when we teach, we read, we read to our children, we explain certain concepts. It's the same thing with behavior. So. I'm glad you brought up the the concepts that are tied to those social emotional skills and and that human connection piece is so important and often not really talked about in a conscientious kind of intentional way, mm-hmm. uh, which then is really important to link it back to leadership, right? So that they think that you know what when you're kind, when you care about people, when you uh, when you show that you want to help, that's leadership. Right. You know, listening to Noah's goal at five mm-hmm. years old is very different than the lemonade stand that I had on Oak Street in Old Forge, Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. Right. Like that, like the bunk bed situation. That is like a major goal. I So how did it all turn out? Well, so Noah saved up anything he could uh, for two years. And, wow. he was there and he would he would give us updates on it. <laughs> so and it was, <laughs> he gave us updates. So any gifts, anything he got, he even sold me some of his artwork, if you can imagine. And uh, and he knew it. What the the money would go towards his his bunk bed. And so at seven years old, Noah bought his bunk bed, and he he you know he brought in the family. He gave us a tour. It was a big ginormous bunk bed. I've never seen one so big in my life. <laughs> And it was beautiful. And and not only that, he helped his grandpa to construct it. Wow. So 
talk about a lesson in leadership. Noah saw that if you have the mindset, you make an intention, create it, you know, and then you take actions towards it. Guess what? You can influence what happens and make your your dreams, your uh, goals come true, you know? Mm -hmm. And Lisa, the concept of Noah saving up for a long period of time, and he was five years old. Mm -hmm. We know developmentally that at that age, immediate gratification is much more common than delayed gratification, right? Mm -hmm. And so if you think about the social emotional learning for that delayed gratification, and, you know, he also was like coming up with funding sources for, I'll sell you my artwork. You know, I I mean, I think that that kind of problem solving and critical thinking is just a wonderful way to develop those leadership skills. And uh, I I just love this story. Um, Mm -hmm. So we talked about things that we should be doing and should be encouraging kids to do. What should we avoid? Yeah, so avoid um, discouraging kids. Absolutely. You know, and uh, just a quick little tidbit of a story. So I I went and did some work with uh, Girl Guides here in Canada. So I I think it would be equivalent to uh, Girl Scouts. Oh, yes, in the U.S. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so there were girls between the ages of nine and 11, and there was one or two uh, 12 and 13 year olds there. There were 22 uh, young girls and um, they had brought me in to help them learn about leadership. So I constructed an entire activity around um, a Shiro, uh, a girl wearing a cape and how she was all excited about uh, pretending to be a hero until she started thinking about great big things that she wanted to do in her life. And then all of a sudden she got scared. Oh, so I brought the girls through this very interactive activity. And uh, so I'd I'd had them each think about what's that great big thing they want to do in life uh, or in their community. And then to close their eyes and go within and find the big bright light that would give them the courage to do their great big thing. And by the end of the exercise, I had them do vision boards. Oh, that's wonderful. Because that's very visual and concrete, right? It was amazing. Mm -hmm. And it was one little girl that um, the, uh, the leaders had told me ahead of time, you know, she might have difficulty engaging in, in having attention and, uh, participating. And you know what, Phil, she was the most engaged of of the whole group. And so she made a beautiful vision board, all the girls, right. Um, so I went around the group and I asked each one of them to explain to me what was on their vision board. And each one of them took a turn and said, oh, you know, uh, I've got dog treats because I want to I want to have organic dog, dog treats and sell them. You know, another one was I want to help seniors. Another one was I want to sing and, and do music because it makes people happy. And then the little girl um, who who was super engaged, she had pink donuts all over her dream board. So I asked Aww. her, tell me about it. What? Tell me more about it. And she says, I want to bake goods. I want to bake cakes and donuts because it makes people happy. 
I said, that is wonderful. You know? And so she was so excited. She was almost vibrating. And then, you know, so then we went along and, and, and celebrated all these wonderful findings. I was very moved by. So then the parents came to pick up the little girls and, you know, they were all proud of their dream boards and showing their parents and the parents were engaging with it. Well, the little girl went to her mom, the one with the pink donuts. And she said, look, mom, look what I, you know, this is what I'm going to do when I grow up. And the mom kind of looked down at the, you know, at the dream board and kind of snickered and said, what, you want to be a donut? Oh, no. <sighs> the little girl deflated right oh. in front of her eyes. And although that probably was not intentional. Exactly. I was, it, I was about it goes to back to your point about words are so important. Right. The mom probably wasn't thinking, you know, and thought was making a joke. However, we need to be really conscious and intentional about when our children are sharing things that are tied either to leadership, their career development, or things they aspire to when they grow up because it's very serious and important to them and and so that that's one of the openings that we have to really share about leadership and help children to learn so you know don't just things to avoid is don't dismiss it uh take it serious you know take it seriously don't make a joke out of it uh humor is okay as long as you're not you know, uh, making the child feel like they're being silly for having these ideas or their dreams or see themselves as a leader, right? So don't discourage. Right. And, you know, these things are also extremely important for teachers as well. Um, you know, I have said uh, many times, not every child leads from the front, because right. oftentimes when we think of leadership in a classroom, we might think of a child standing in front of their peers and giving a presentation, for example. But leadership is in many, many different forms. It's from working cooperatively in a group. It's being able to uh, help and be the volunteer to help others, to be the call a friend, to uh, many teachers are uh, saying, you don't always have to ask me for help. Who are three people that you trust in mm -hmm. as your classmates that you can go to before you come to me? Because that's all building relationships in the yes. classroom, right? Yes. And, uh, you know, there was something I had wanted to share with you, Lisa, and mm -hmm. it's some lessons that I have been doing in the classroom that are related to this topic. Mm -hmm. And it's two concepts. It's that comparative learning model that I, I was describing that you were doing with Ava, but it's related to how we speak to people, because this mm -hmm. might be a nice time to bring it up, because you had said words are so important, right? Mm -hmm. That the two concepts are driving a wedge and building a bridge. Mm, love and that. these are two yes. concepts that kids are participating in classroom lessons with that mm -hmm. I've uh, guided. And I explained to them, you cannot change the situation, but you can change how you communicate in the situation. Mm -hmm. So instead of saying this, which could possibly drive a wedge, say this. And that's being a leader because you're building bridges. You're not driving wedges. And so many teachers are embracing some of those kinds of classroom lessons. And then we've shared them out with families as well. And we've had such a good response to that. 
I love that. I love that so much. And in fact, that's similar language that I was just coaching uh, a director the other day, and she was saying that that's one of her strengths is building bridges. So Phil, you're you're preparing those children and tying it to leadership is just um, amazing. So continue doing that amazing work because um, oftentimes when I'm uh, working with adults, so many times I think I wish somebody would have talked to them when they were younger. Yeah, exactly. I'm sure you do think that, right? Because you work with all ages, uh, children all the way through adulthood, and you've done so much work in corporate as well. Um, So that leads me Oh, go ahead. Do you have yeah, point? no, I, I just want, there's one point, I think it's important when you were talking about, uh, you know, what to avoid yes. uh, or what to do. So what to avoid is, um, you know, not being self-reflective and self-aware about our own behaviors mm-hmm. because teachers, parents, anyone in the community, we are role models for children. That's right. So if you're coming home as a parent or if as a teacher, you're complaining about the work or the environment or, uh, you, you know, um, showing that, you know, negative behaviors towards another person uh, being unkind, children are observing that. And, and if then you come to them and say, oh, you should be kind, et cetera, you know, don't expect them not to question what's going on. They, they, they're yeah. wonderful observers. So one of the best things to do is to learn how to be great role models. And that takes looking after our own leadership development. How do we show up as leaders in our life so that our children can watch us and learn? Because they're watching. They are watching. They are watching. And Lisa, that is an excellent point. Very quick story to support that. My husband and I were recently traveling and this one particular hotel in the lobby had a Starbucks counter, limited Starbucks counter, because it wasn't the full Starbucks store, obviously, because it was in this hotel lobby. And this family was in front of me and I was waiting and there must have been five people behind me in the morning. And it was the grandmother, her son, who's the father of this little boy, who probably was early elementary school. This grandmother could not believe that they did not have her particular roast of coffee and started yelling at the poor woman behind the counter. And this went on for about five to 10 minutes. And the little boy just kept looking up at his grandmother. He didn't say a word, but he just kept watching and watching. And you could tell that the father, who is the son of this Mm -hmm. woman, was mortified. And, you know, at first people were like, okay, this is going to resolve very quickly. We're all going to get our hot drinks that we need. It just went on and on. And finally, the little boy looked up and said, we're supposed to spread kindness like confetti, grandma. Wow. And I just stopped. And I was talking to the lovely gentleman behind me who had a cute little dog. And the two of us just smiled at each other. And, you know, the grandmother, she just kept on and on. She's going on and on. And finally, he's like yanking at the bottom of her coat to get her attention. And he said, you need to work on your manners, Grammy. (laughs) And, And I just thought... 
kids are always watching. We need to be yes. careful. So and I want to, in our few minutes that we have remaining, Lisa, mm -hmm. I want people to know how they could get in touch with you because you are a tremendous resource. Yes. Thank you for that, Phil. And I love that story. That little, that little person was being a leader, right? Oh, no kidding. Absolutely. Absolutely. So people can get in touch with me at uh, light your leadership.com and uh, they can there's there's room there to um, book a discovery call for sure uh, they can also email me at lisa l-i-s-a at light your leadership.com and i would love if people would tune in to lil talks as well so that's l-y-l talks t-a-l-k-s Wonderful. And Lisa, just briefly, could you describe what a discovery uh, call is? Yeah. So the discovery call, uh, simply put, is where we have a chat. So you can book a call uh, in my calendar. We have a chat and I help to uh, clarify what are your specific needs, you know. Oh, okay. Uh, right. What are your specific needs? And then if uh, if there's something I can help with, that's basically Wonderful. what it is. Yeah. Wonderful. So Neil, yeah, I wanted, I wanted to say just it's fantastic. Yeah. We need to really look at leadership more often, uh, especially kids at a younger age. And so be able to hear this is so enlightening uh, because, I mean, teaching leadership, giving kids responsibility, understanding what leadership is at earlier age, the more they're going to be able to form themselves later on. If they understand responsibility, understand what leadership takes, Lisa's mm -hmm. definitely helping many people do this. Neil, your point is well taken. And you being a father and a previous educator, you know how important it is not just to assume kids are going to, through osmosis, understand leadership. In part, they're going to observe everything, but also we need to explicitly teach these skills mm -hmm. as well, right? Yes, that's right. Absolutely. Oh, Such great information. Phil, and it was a fantastic Every Child Can Learn. Don't you agree? What a Oh, it's great episode. And Lisa, I think it would be really nice uh, to have you back on in the future. And maybe we could extend this conversation even to some more specifics. And because I think it would be a tremendous resource to any of our listeners. So I would look forward to that. I would love that. It would be an honor. Well, thank you. And uh, Every Child Can Learn uh, podcast is recorded uh, monthly with episodes airing. And it is also based on my book series, How Every Child Can Learn. And uh, you can find out more about that and about the teaching framework that I've authored called The Pact at aboutthepact.com. That's about, A-B-O-U-T, the T-H-E, Pact, P-A-C-T dot com. Thank you, Neil, again for introducing our podcast. All right. I appreciate it. Thank you again, Phil. All right. That was a fantastic Every Child Can Learn, guys. Take care.